Welcome to the Dirty Water Podcast, episode 12. This is Billy. Uh, you guys get a solo episode with me today. It'll be a quick one. Um, obviously, it is Friday, not our normal day that we release. So this week has been a little crazy. I was traveling earlier the week. Our sound guy, Sandbag Mikey, um, could not bring his equipment. He's super busy on an important task covering the Supreme Court hearings for Amy Coney Barrett. Um, that's his actual job when he's not recording our podcast. So he cannot come by. So we are doing this. And by we, I mean, really just me solo, uh, still in dirty water at the main bar. Chris may be walking by every now and then to, uh, chime in on things. But for the most part, you got just me today. Um, we are at the point where the NBA finals are done. Baseball is getting down to almost the world series. Um, so it's really, you know, football is the meat of what's happening and the meat of what I'll be talking about and giving picks on, but per usual, I will give you my recap first, how we did last week on all the picks. Let's start with baseball. Baseball is what I can brag about the most. Got all four winners right there. Most of them were favorites, Dodgers, Braves, and Astros. Uh, but the Rays, the Rays I gave you after they were already down zero to one games to the Yankees, told you they were still going to pull that guy out, and it was. So baseball, undefeated last week. Uh, NBA, I had a pick in. Lakers were either going to win in five or six. Chris said that it was going to be a sweep. Um, you know, the... It ended up being a six-game series, which I, I honestly didn't think was was going to happen, but gave you five or six. Both of those, I think, were plus 225, so I, I put a little bet in on both of those. If you did uh, the same thing that I did, and you still ended up making positive money on plus 225 there. Um, then we go to NCAA football. I was 3-1 and one with my loser being that Florida got upset by A&M. Chris was 2-2. Two and two. He picked the Tech-UNC game wrong. UNC covered the spread, which I picked correctly, and he did not. For the National Football League, this is the first time that we've had a losing weeks. Both of us have had losing weeks. I was 5-9. and nine. Chris was 6-8. and eight. Now, if you guys know Chris well at all, he would say that he's the winner and I'm the loser because he beat me by one game. I think we're both losers. I don't care about the... Uh, you know, who beat who. I care about beating 500 and staying positive money-wise. So... Both of us were losers this past week for the season as a whole. I am 41, 36, and 2. Christopher is 36, 39, and 2. Um, so that's it for the recap. Again, I'm sure if Chris were here, he'd tell you that him beating my NFL picks by one game is something to brag about. But I think if you're under 500, there's nothing to brag about. All right. Let's get to Major League Baseball. Um, we are recording this again. I am recording this on Friday, October 16th. So we are midway through the championship series with the Rays and the Astros and the Dodgers and the Braves. Um, the last time we talked, we were at the beginning of the divisional series and gave you picks there. Uh, where we currently sit right now, the Rays have a three-game lead to the Astros two games. Uh, the Rays right now are minus 380 favorites to finish this thing off. The Strohs are plus 300 underdogs to have to win the next two in a row. Now, I mean, this this is a tough one, right? Because the Rays went up 3-0, and they looked absolutely poised to sweep the Astros. I don't think anyone really thought that, that the Strohs were going to pull off two in a row and make this you know, go to game six. Um and you guys know from listening that I hate picking heavy favorites. I really 
don't think there's much money in minus 380. So the way that I'm looking at this, the Rays are slight favorites um, and should be slight favorites, I think, in the next couple games. I think Snell is on the mound for them tonight. I personally like the Rays to pull this off this game. Um, if the Rays do not pull it off today, I think they are going to tomorrow. I like the Rays to finish this out, but again, I just I think that minus 380 number is not something that you're going to get a bunch of value on. So the way I'm going to bet this is hit the money line for game six tonight for the Rays, which is minus 135. And then the same strategy before, whereas if they don't win, go to game seven, I would double my bet on game seven um, and hope that they don't lose the Astros. But my pick is for the Rays. Um, I, I think you get more value betting on the money line per game here than the series price at minus 380. Um, that is what I'm going with. So then we jump to Dodgers and the Braves. Now, this was also a shocking series, um, more so than the Rays. The Rays were favored in that series against the Astros the whole time, right? But the Dodgers were heavy, heavy favorites going into this series. Um, they are down one game to three games to the Braves. Uh, it started out, Braves won two games in a row. Dodgers came back, made it 2-1. Braves won yesterday to make it 3-1 Braves. They only need one game to go to the World Series. The Dodgers are going to have to rattle off three in a row. Um, oddly enough, the line is, is exactly the same as the last series, where the Rays are up 3-2, and they're minus 380 to the Astros, plus 300. The Dodgers are down 1-3, but they are still plus 300 to the Braves, minus 380. Obviously, it is much harder to win three games in a row than two games in a row. So it tells you that Vegas really thinks that the Dodgers are a better team and, and can come back and win an extra game than the Braves have to win, or sorry, than the Astros have to win at the same odds. Now, I don't think that the Dodgers are going to come back and rattle off three in a row. Um, if I had to pick a series money line, which I don't because I get to pick what I bet on, if I had to, I would go with the Dodgers just because, again, minus 380, I just hate that, and I think the Dodgers are good enough to do it. I don't think they will, though, and how I'm going to bet this is actually the same way that I'm thinking about betting the Rays series, but instead of for the favorite, betting for the underdog in each game because the Dodgers are four game five, minus 215 favorites. The Braves are plus 185 underdogs. So I like the Braves to win one of the next three games. Right. And, and, you know, not, I don't even think it's going to go to seven, honestly. Um, but because they're plus 185, you get positive money on each time you bet that. So it's the same concept where I'm going plus 185 in tonight's game, hoping the Braves can pull it out in five. If they do not, I'm going to hit them and they're going to be an underdog again tomorrow. Uh, so maybe put a little more, not the same concept where you have to bet double because you're the favorites, but just to make back, assuming that they lose game five, I'm going to bet the Braves again game six put a little more in to make sure I recoup what I lost for game five. Um, but because they're underdogs, it makes it a lot easier to do that uh, than if, if they were the favorites the whole time. So my picks are, are Rays, Braves. I know they're, you know, when, when they each only need to win one game, it's not a dramatic or a hot pick, but hopefully you, you follow the way that I'm trying to bet this still makes it, you know, better value than actually going in on a minus 380 or something along those lines. So, Next, that is all for baseball. I mean, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the World Series. Um, we will try to get you an episode 
next week once that gets going. I believe the first game of the World Series, looking it up right now, is going to be Tuesday. So we'll try to get a podcast out uh, Tuesday next week, see if that's possible, and give you a World Series preview with Chris and me back in studio. All the same sounds, so you don't have to listen to me drag on the whole time. Um, game one of the World Series is Tuesday. Per usual, the, the next couple days as these uh, championship series wind down, come by Dirty Water. Chris will have the games on TV uh, tomorrow. The good transition for me, there will be a bunch of NCAA football on as well, which is where I'm going to go next. Uh, but he will also have all those games on. And you already know on Sunday, he's got the most TVs in Northeast DC, best spot to watch NFL football. So with that being said, let's transition to NCAA football. Um, again, last week I was three and one. Chris was two and two. Uh, my first good week for NCAA football. I really felt like I was uh, struggling there and had to retire. Um, had a, had a nice bounce back week, hoping for another week in the right direction here. I've got five games on my card this week I want to talk about. Um, the game that I won and Chris lost that made the only difference for our records last week is the same team I'm betting on again. It is University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, which is visiting Florida State. UNC is minus 13-point favorites. Um, I know I've talked about in the past the importance of the number 3, 7, 10, and you know, 14 for me, like touchdowns and field goals, those numbers. Um because it's within 14, I'm going to bet UNC. Uh, they won decently, I think, by 11 points over Virginia Tech, and I think Virginia Tech is a much better team than Florida State, as much as it pains me to give Virginia Tech credit as a UVA alumni. Uh, they are definitely a better team than what Florida State has looked like this year. So I have no reason to think that UNC is not going to win by two touchdowns. That's going to be my pick. Um, next game. This line really perplexed me. Um Auburn, who was, you know, a week or two ago a top ten team in the country, is only three point favorites visiting South Carolina, who is coming off I think like a four and eight season last year. Um, I, I think Auburn should be favored by a lot more, and so I'm taking them with the points. Uh, Auburn minus three. I think they're going to win by a touchdown plus. Uh, I, I was really shocked, and you know, maybe Vegas knows something that I don't, but I, I was looking, and there's no major. Injuries to players. Bo Nix is still starting for Auburn. I have no reason to think that they shouldn't win this game by three points. All right. Pitt at Miami. Um, this is an interesting one, right? Because I think Pitt is one of the top teams behind Clemson. And I guess this year we're calling Notre Dame part of the ACC as well. I think it's one of the top three or four teams sitting behind those two in the ACC. Um and, and Miami is also up there, right? But but Miami did just come off a tough performance versus Clemson where they got beat down. So it's hard to say how for real Miami is. Miami absolutely demolished Florida State earlier in the season and, and didn't even look as good as my Wahoos did against Clemson. Uh, the week after Clemson played UVA, they played Miami and I think beat Miami by more than they beat us. So Miami's hard to get a read on. I do think they're a good team. I think this is, you know, my classic mantra of a bounce back week for Miami. Um, Clemson is just in a different stratosphere. I think Miami covers this 13 point spread. They are minus 13. Um, they are at home in Coral Gables. I think they're going to find a way to win this one by a few scores and get their get their swagger back after after getting beat by Clemson last week. Um, let's go to 
my Wahoos at Wake Forest. Wake Forest is plus two and a half point dogs at home. This one was a tough one for me, right? I haven't picked against UVA yet. I think we've covered two out of the three games that we've played so far. We're coming off a pretty embarrassing loss against NC State uh, this past weekend, but our starting quarterback was knocked out of the game in the second quarter by an illegal dirty hit out of bounds. He is still not looking like he's going to play this week, so we are stuck with our second stringer, Lindell Stone. Um, for that reason, I'm going to take Wake Forest. I hate betting against my Wahoos, but I really think that, you know, Wendell Stone is a guy who's been in the program for a while, but he's not used to playing, you know, starting quarterback football. So I've got Wake Forest here. Um, they're not a, an awesome program. I think UVA is a better program, but because of, you know, the, the injury to our starting quarterback, um, I'm going to go with Wake Forest with the points plus two and a half here. Then the last game. The biggest game by far of the week for college football is Georgia at Alabama. Now, Georgia is, has looked as good as they could possibly look. I mean, that game versus Auburn was uh, about as perfect as they could have played it. Held them to, I think, six points. They didn't even score a touchdown. And Georgia's offense looked fine. I mean, th- that defense looks brutal. Bama is at home. They are four-point favorites, the most big – uh, the most notable story this week was Saban is, uh, has COVID tested positive. Now, I've also seen some reports that he actually may still be on the sidelines of the game. I have no idea how that works. Um, I, I guess it's questionable whether he's going to be or not, but I, I saw some you know, check marks on Twitter who actually, you know, you tend to trust their opinion, not a nobody tweeting that he was potentially going to be on the sidelines still, even though he, there's no way that he's had enough time between him testing positive to not be contagious. Anyways, I'm not a, not a Scientologist or anything, but he could be at the game. Regardless of whether he's at the game or not, I, I think I'm going to take Bama here. I know uh, Chris and the, the dogs that always come in dirty water are not going to like that pick, but I think regardless of whether Saban is on the sidelines at the game, that um, – you know, I, I think Bama's team is, is a little better as a whole. It's just about whether that explosive offense that Bama has can be slowed down by Georgia's really, really good defense. Um, so that's the last game. That one's going to be the, the Saturday night game. Um, I, I don't think there's a lot of, like, great football games for college football this week. Uh, the, the slate as a whole is a little lacking. But that one game kind of tries to make up for everything. Number two, number three, going head-to-head. Uh, should be a hell of a match. So that's all I've got for college football. Told you this was going to be a quick one. We're already to NFL. We're only 15 minutes in here. So we'll run through the picks. Um, Chris has given me his picks. I know he's not going to be chiming in today. But, of course, I got his picks because we have to keep our little internal competition going here. So as I take a sip of my wonderful Bud Light seltzer, I got a black cherry today. Get ready for some NFL picks. All right. So, starting off, we're going to go through – there's no Thursday night football this week, which is great because it allowed me to get back from traveling and get all these picks into you. Today on Friday, by the time uh, that the first game kicks off this week, we had a wonderful 
little Tuesday night game this week, which was strange. Um, that same team that won the Tuesday night game, the Tennessee Titans, are the first game we're going to pick for Sunday this week here. It is the Houston Texans at the Titans. The Titans are minus three-point favorites. Um, thoughts on this? The Titans are coming off a huge win versus a Buffalo Bills team that, that, that everyone thinks is very, very good. And a Josh Allen who is a, you know, I think before this game, was a potential MVP candidate. Obviously, through two picks, that kind of hurts his uh, chances at the MVP. But Bills are a great team nonetheless, and the Titans handled them after really not practicing that much because of COVID. For that reason, I like the Texans – sorry, I like the Titans. Um, they're minus three. I think they, they beat a Bills team that's much better than the Texans by well more than three. So I have no reason to think they won't win this. Um, Chris has the Texans here. His logic, I think, is that – he just doesn't think the Titans are a 5-0 team. Um, he thinks that, that, that the other shoe has to drop eventually, and this may be the game it happens. So uh, he's taking the Texans plus three. Next game is Bengals at Colts. Colts are minus 7.5 favorites. And for me, that 7.5 number matters a whole lot. Uh, the Colts did just get beat by the Browns by, I think, 10 points or more. Um, last weekend. So I, I like the Bengals to stay within, uh, within seven and a half. Um, they may lose by a touchdown. Again, I, I love that seven number is important to me. And so is the number three. So because it's more than a touchdown, they're getting seven and a half points, not seven points. I like the Bengals to be able to keep it within a touchdown. Chris likes the Colts. He, he told me that he thinks that the Colts D is going to be a little bit more difficult for Joe Burrow to figure out compared to some of the other teams they're playing. I, I do think that's true. I, I, I've always said I like the Colts defense. Um, you know, I, I man, Phil Rivers just doesn't look like the same player. He's well, same player he's been the last year or two, but in the prime of his career, he, he clearly looks like he's fallen off for me. I think the Bengals keep it close, maybe have a shot at winning it if if Phil throws one of those classic fourth quarter interceptions of his. So let's go to the next one here. Falcons at Vikings. Vikings are minus four-point favorites. I am going to take the Vikings. I loved the performance they put up against the Seahawks. I, you know, I thought that was an excellent game. Their defense, you know, held Russell Wilson, who is, I think, the MVP favorite odds on for Vegas right now, uh, to less than 30 points. Um, the Falcons, I just don't think they have the defense to slow the Vikings down. I know Dalvin Cook is out, but Alexander Madison looks really damn good uh, as a fill-in, and yeah, Kirk Cousins still has Theo in the throw too. You know, I, I think I think the Vikings win this by more than a touchdown, so minus four for them. Chris likes the Falcons, uh, so three picks in a row we've been different on. His thoughts are just that the the Falcons aren't that bad. He just thinks they're <laughs> he just they they can't be a, a no-win team. The Vikings could be a team they sneak a win up against. Um, personally, I don't see it happening. I think their defense is not good enough, but Chris likes the Falcons plus four. Okay, Broncos at Dirty Water Zone Patriots. Patriots are nine and a half point favorites for that exact reason. I like the Patriots. If it was, you know, 11 points, it'd, it'd be a harder task, I think, to keep it uh, to get more than 10 on them. But, you know, the, the Broncos may have Drew Locke back, but the, the Pats have Cam back. Their defense looked good even while Cam was out. Uh, I think the Patriots win this game by like two touchdowns. Chris also likes the Patriots. Um, likes that that Gilmore and Cam are back in. Thinks they should win this handily. I agree with him. The Washington Footballers at the New York Giants. The New York Giants, no win team, are two and a half point favorites. Huh? Huh? 
I don't get it either. That's why I'm taking the Washington football team. I think Washington's defense is better than the Giants' defense. Both offenses suck ass, so I'm going to lean with the defense I like better, Washington. Okay. Chris likes the Giants. He just he doesn't have a good reason for this one. It's a stinker bowl, and he just wanted to disagree with me, I think. Um, next game, Ravens at Eagles. Eagles are seven-and-a-half-point underdogs at home. The Ravens are obviously very good. I think Chris and I both agree that the Ravens are the better team. However, our picks are different. I am going with the Ravens. I think the Ravens are going to win this game by two touchdowns. I would have taken them if it was a nine-and-a-half-point spread. It's only seven-and-a-half. Chris thinks the Eagles can keep it within a touchdown. He thinks that the the defense of the Eagles can get to Lamar. He thinks that um, they can keep it close. So I think he's also betting the the under here. I think he, he likes a low-scoring game where the Eagles can potentially keep it to a touchdown. All right, next game is Browns at Steelers. Steelers, my Steelers, are minus three-and-a-half-point favorites. But I'm not going to pick them. I think the Browns look really good. It's my first time picking against the Steelers. I think they've covered all. Oh, no, I, I actually picked the Broncos to cover before, too. But, um, you know, I think this is a game the Steelers could lose. I, I know historically Big Ben's record against the Browns is almost impeccable. I think he's like 20-something wins and like two losses versus the Browns. Um, but, you know, they're a different team this year. They, they are a contender for that division. They're 3-1, and 4-1 uh, maybe, 4-1. and one. They're a solid team. Um, their defense looks looks good. Their offense is finding ways to click. That run game is, is spectacular for the Browns. And, you know, the Steelers, obviously, I think the Steelers' defense is better than the Browns' defense is. Um, but I just don't know that, you know, the questions in, in our run game and in, in the way Big Ben is throwing the ball just – Short little like check downs up the field. I don't know if that that flies against an actually good team. I mean, we won that way versus the Eagles last week, but I just don't know if if we can do that against a team like the Browns that can can score points and keep up. I don't think we can play dink and duck football and win that way. So I'm going with the Browns plus three and a half. Part of that is definitely the three number for me. The Steelers win by a field goal. That would be a perfect outcome for me because my team would win and the Browns would cover. Um, But Chris likes the Steelers. He just... He just thinks the Steelers look really good. Got it going on both sides of the ball there. So I appreciate that vote of confidence from him. But the offense worries me a little versus the Browns defense. All right, next game, Bears at Panthers. Both Chris and I are on the Bears. They are actually one-and-a-half-point underdogs, huh, at the Panthers? The crappy Panthers with the MVP candidate Christian McCaffrey out on an injury? Those Panthers? In their defense, they are three and two. They're actually better than people thought they would be. Um, but I think the Bears at four and one are are a solid team, and I like their defense a lot better. Um, I would take Bears money line honestly as as dogs here. But since we always pick on the spread, I'll take them plus one and a half. Chris is riding with me on that one too. Okay, Lions at Jaguars. Jaguars are three point underdogs at home. Chris is on the Jags for Minshew mania. I'm on the Lions. Uh, Freddie Stafford has played a decent season. I know he hasn't been perfect, but they've got weapons there. Uh, Jones Jr. is back. Galladay. Um, you know, I, I think they're a decent team. They've got DeAndre Swift and Peterson in the backfield. I like the Lions here. Chris likes the Jaggy boys. 
Okay, jump into the 4 o'clock games. This is a weird week because we have no Thursday games, a bunch of 1 o'clock games, and there's only two 4 o'clock games, and one of them sucks. Let's start with that one. The Jets are at the Dolphins. Um, who cares about this game? Honestly, I don't know. Dolphins are heavy favorites, though. They're 9.5-point favorites at home. Both Chris and I are on the Jets. Starting to second-guess that, but I'm going to ride with it. I, I think this one might just be a low-scoring game that's like a 13-20 to 20. Uh, win for the Dolphins, but not enough that they cover nine and a half points. I don't think they can win by ten. I know the Jets are bad, but you know, I just I just don't see I don't see this being a high scoring game, and so I'll take the nine and a half points there. Chris is also his note here to me is why not just pick the Jets? So why not? He did have a theory last week that they are so bad as an organization that they're going to be bad at tanking as well and might just fuck around and win one of these games. So maybe that's what he's thinking there. Let's go to the actual entertaining 4 o'clock game here. The Packers at the Buccaneers. Um, Tom Brady and the Bucks are one-point underdogs at home versus the undefeated Packers and MVP candidate Aaron Rodgers. Um, I'm on the Packers. I, I think that offense is explosive. Um, Devontae Adams is back, 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 back. Um, he will play this week. Um, however, Alan Lazard is on IR. Um, let's see. Chris has the bucks here. He, he thinks that Brady needs like a, a, a bounce back win, a big win. And he thinks that, that Brady does Brady stuff and finds a way to win this. So he's got the bucks. Okay. Night game on Sunday, Rams at 49ers. Rams are three-point favorites. 49ers are at home, three-point dogs. I think with the in- injury trouble that 49ers are going through in that awful performance versus the uh, Dolphins last week, that the Rams should win this handily. I like the Rams' defense, and they've shown they can score some points too. I think three points is not enough. I'm taking the Rams minus three. Chris is riding on that as well. Okay, we have two Monday night games. I told you the scheduling was weird this week. We got a Tuesday game earlier. No Thursday game, a bunch of 1 o'clock games, two 4 o'clock games. Instead of usually there's three or four, obviously one Sunday night game. But we have two Monday night games. Um, Both of these should be good ones, I think. Uh, The first one is two teams that are leading their division, the Chiefs at the Bills. The Bills are four-and-a-half-point underdogs versus the Super Bowl defending Chiefs. Both Christopher and I are on the Chiefs for this game. Um... They obviously just came off a tough loss versus the Raiders. They let up more points than I think they, you know, w- will let up in this game versus the Bills. Um, I-, I like the Chiefs. I really think that the whole mantra of a bounce back game is what what they're going to embody here. That defense has got to step up if they want to win, though, because Josh Allen is no joke. Um, but I think four and a half. You know, I like them by a touchdown here. The Chiefs have shown they can play well. I think Chris's note is that they they play in pretty big games. They play up to to good teams. You know, I think his example was that the Ravens they played earlier in the season where they smacked them around. I think we can all agree the the Raiders are not as good of a team as the Ravens are. So you know, I think last week was a down week for the Chiefs. I expect them to bounce back. I think Chris's pick is along with that as well. So we're both on Chiefs minus four and a half. And the very last game of this week is the Cardinals at the Cowboys. Now, the big story last week was a horrific injury to Dak. Um, so the Andy Dalton will be starting for the Cowboys. The Cowboys are at home, plus one point underdog, so almost a pick them there. Um, the Cardinals, who looked really good early on in the season, had a couple 
games where they really didn't look as sharp as people thought they were going to be. I think Kyler is still getting his feet under him, even though it's not his first season, but they're still figuring it out. Um, both Chris and I are on the Cowboys here. I think Cowboys are under underdogs only because Andy Dalton is playing instead of Dak. But I, I don't think Andy Dalton's that bad of a quarterback. I mean, looking for, for what he did with the Bengals while he was there with way less weapons than what he has on the, the Cowboys, I think he can really uh, have a decent game and pull this one out. Um, Chris is also picking the Cowboys. The last little bonus pick I'll add in here is I love the over in this game. Um, it's 55. The Cowboys' D is absolute garbage. That's not going to change. It's going to be a shootout. I don't see a, a situation in, w- in which you know, neither team gets to at least 25. At least one of these guys are going to get to 30. So over 55 points, a little bonus pick there for you. But uh, the pick on the spread for Chris and I is both on the Cowboys for that last Monday night game. All right, my top four for the week, Rams minus three, Titans minus three, Pats minus nine and a half, and the Bears as underdogs plus one and a half. All right, guys, we kept it under 30 minutes. And by we, I mean me. Um, If Chris was here, I'm sure we would have ran long over. But listen, it's Friday. Um, Sports are coming this weekend. You don't want to hear me talk anymore. You want to get your picks in and actually come to Dirty Water and cheer those picks on. So enjoy your weekend. We'll try to get to you guys again in time for a World Series preview um, on Tuesday this week. So we'll see how it goes. But as always, it's a pleasure. We will talk to you next week, Tuesday or Wednesday. Thanks, guys.